What's up? What's up? This is another edition of Unsolicited Advice, uh, the only podcast with advice in its name, and we hardly ever give any. I'm with Never. my co-host, Evan August. What Sunday up, Sunday. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Doing good. <laughs> you said, "How's everyone doing?" You looked at me, man. Like, yeah, I looked at you. Looking at our guests. How you guys doing? Doing pretty good. We got Don Dre Green. And Brandon Wilson. How you guys feeling? Pretty good. Pretty good. Kind of cold outside. A little chilly, right? A little chilly. The weather's been a little weird. It ain't nothing. Nothing. This actually isn't even that bad compared to what it's been. (laughs) Like what? What does that mean? (laughs) Like it's been real cold. Like it's been 20 degrees now. It's like 30 something, 40. It's all right. It's true. Oh, so real quick, guys, we got, yeah, like I said, Dondre Green. Tell them what you do, yeah. what you're doing, what you've done. Give them the CV real quick. Sure thing. Uh, I'm a photographer, a creative person with ideas, uh, teaching artists, and uh, I run Bronx Narratives, an online publication. There it is. Yeah, there, there it is. I think <laughs> that's the think. information. Yeah, that's the information right there. And Brandon Wilson. Yes, sir. Um, my name is Brandon Wilson. That's the most generic name, by the way. It's like, <laughs> really? It's like a created, like auto created player. <laughs> like John Smith. Yes. Uh, my name is Brandon Wilson. I'm a uh, aspiring filmmaker. I just graduated school. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, thank big you. ups. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, I just uh, finished interning for a documentary film here in Harlem. It's called Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a true story of Luke Cage. Um, <laughs> no, it's about black colleges and universities and you know how they came to be what they are now. It's called HBCU, Tell Them We Are Rising. Oh, that's Rising. an self-explanatory title. Um, yeah, yeah, directed by Stanley Nelson, but that should be out sometime this year, spring, I believe. In spring? In spring. That's going to be on, on Netflix? Or it's going to be on uh, PBS. Oh, those are dope. Yeah. All the documents. They did the... They, um, you said, ooh, those are dope. <laughs> no, Talking about PBS Black documentaries. Black Panthers. <laughs> Black fact, Panthers. Yeah, director, man. Ken Burns. Yeah, that's what yeah. I want. Oh, exactly. Right, yeah, right, yeah look at... Up. Yeah, yeah look right. down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know about PBS <laughs> and all they do for I know, all I know about PBS. I just said Ken Burns is PBS. Of course, PBS has been on the map. You acted as if like you just made some astonishing... I'm just saying, I was a fan of the Black Panthers, and I'm going to watch this one and know that... Brandon Wilson right here played a key role. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited too. No, so real quick, I noticed one thing I wanted to ask uh, Dondre about. Um, I, see, I see Brandon Wilson on Facebook posting a lot of things and interesting things that I, that I care about. Don't see Dondre on Facebook. And it's weird because we have an individual right here who has, what, like 17,000 on Instagram? Um, Man. But doesn't really care about putting it Actually, anything on Facebook. Twenty thousand. I, I just, I just checked. I, I don't oh, think it's twenty thousand. I think what is it really? Uh, <laughs> you know damn well you know Woo! that number. <laughs> Forty four. Oh, oh shoot! Oh, excuse me. Shoot, I ain't checked it. Excuse me. <laughs> damn. Yeah. yeah, when you get to the certain number when it starts doing like point decimals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> point one represents my whole Facebook feed. Oh, no, we hit the K's. Yeah. <laughs> it's about those K's. Oh man. Yeah, talk so, about that. So Facebook, uh, I felt like there's too much happening. There's too many apps. 
and I wanted to be a little bit more minimal in things that I actually needed. So I didn't feel like I was using Facebook like that. Mm. And I would just use it as a way to check my friend's birthdays and remember it. And after a while, I was just like, I'm going to get off of this. Mm -hmm. So I did. And All because you just didn't want to wish I, happy birthdays? To no, people. I mean, it's not <laughs> that. I did I feel, the same thing, but I, I kept my Facebook. Like Facebook is so much information, though. It's like what you're doing where you live how you looked in 2010 and 2016 how you're feeling and then i feel like i want people to like hit me up and like hang out with me and do a more genuine approach well that's interesting because brandon you're much more of a, a facebook person not as big of a like an instagram head no um <laughs> he wants them to hang out with him on facebook <laughs> i'm messaging people every day like do you want to do something tomorrow <laughs> Uh no, I'm more active. I like to keep in contact with my friends and mm -hmm. see what everybody's up to. I just feel, Whoa. especially over the last year, I felt. What are you trying to say? I don't need to keep in contact <laughs> with them. <laughs> no, I just especially over the last year, like I've felt so secluded from people just because I've been like focused on work and mm -hmm. school and then interning for the film. So I feel like I haven't been out much. So I just feel like seeing people on Facebook, I like to have that presence. And then Facebook has a lot of funny and funny content and a lot of information, so it's good. I just like seeing that. And I don't really on Instagram it's just I feel like Instagram is overpopulated with people's selfies and it's just mm -hmm. I feel like if you're gonna post on Instagram once in a while to post yourself, I get it. If you want to post a nice photo, then do that. But every day you see the same people's yeah. faces. It's just like <laughs> the, the, okay, we get it. What you but I kind of feel like that with Facebook. Well, I knew and he'd defend Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> he I feel like hard. with Facebook, like, it's no longer, like, updates about people's lives. It's more like Vines and, like, that. Mm -hmm. A lot of, like, different microwavable content. A lot more memes, kind of. Yeah, a lot more memes. Like, back in the day when I first started, it was like, this person got married, this person's graduating. And you see that, but it's not the majority on mm -hmm. your timeline you don't need all that for your minimalist yeah 44k lifestyle 44k on instagram you don't need all that you're on top of us you don't want to see what we think exactly right well exactly the, the funny thing about the both social media platforms is that like i've heard from different people who support each one of them like like they'll say that they don't go on facebook because they don't want to feel like shit about themselves about like you know scrolling through what other people's quote-unquote accomplishments or whatever they're doing right. but then i've also heard the same thing like i personally don't go on instagram because i don't need to see that vanity <laughs> but and it, it's interesting that it kind of goes like each person says the same thing about the other platform. no i kind of agree i think kind of like i'm kind of like that on instagram i'm more so like that on snapchat you go on snapchat everybody's outside like i don't know like everybody's outside doing something yeah with friends or they're going like, it's like 20 and degrees just, and then you sit in the house watching it's just like <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible about yeah. yourself so uh, i'm i check snapchat but just not that occasionally it's just it's, yeah. you don't need that i don't need that <laughs> no i feel that but it's also weird because like so instagram for you in that regard so like so for Brandon and I, like same way I use Facebook is like I want to see what people are up to, especially like if I don't have a lot of time to stay in touch with people. You know, it just allows me to keep you know, you know it's it's shallow, but at least a little bit of updates on see where people where people are, what they're doing, who they're hanging out with. 
But Instagram for for you is much more of a almost like much more of a brand thing almost also like yeah. Dondre Green on Instagram like I know it's funny I, I'll meet people like follow them on Instagram like from from school and they live in California and they're like oh I'm following Dondre Green on Instagram you know it's people that oh wow yeah, yeah exactly they like might not know you but follow you because they've seen your work and stuff like that so what's that like to you to maintain Instagram as like a, a like a like a brand platform as opposed to like you know, really representing you know who you are or something like that good question yeah it's a thank good you one. very much thank you very much i mean i try to with my instagram put in my interest so like i'll go to a knicks game you'll see cars you'll see mm-hmm. a lot of color um i think that's part of who i am mm-hmm. you won't see selfies <laughs> i think with instagram and all social media it's all aesthetic and mm-hmm. when you mention shallow i do agree that you can't really tell precisely how someone is doing on mm-hmm. social media like it's just aesthetic like yeah. A nice image, but what if they're crying after they took it? Who knows, you know? Um, but it is, it can be difficult at times, like finding the right photos to, you know, fit your grid and all that. But I try not to think of it too much and just try to have fun and mm-hmm. do what I do, you know? But I'm just curious, like, how that, so I don't know uh, when I've, so the people that don't know, like, I've met, we all met, like, on a face, Facebook group, actually. Yeah. Like what, back in 2011? Yeah. Or, yeah, around then. And I don't know at the time if you had, you know, the type of uh, photography following that you have now or if it was growing or. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to figure out like what's what's the origin story here? Like what? How did Bro, that? Occur I swear to, that? to you, one day he goes check my Instagram and he had like twenty thousand. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I don't know how he did it either. It just happened. Illuminati guys, but <laughs> no, for real. Uh, one day I was chilling with Kyle and Brandon. Kyle's a friend, mutual friend of me and Brandon. Mm-hmm. And I just got the iPhone, and I remember walking by two thirty eighth in the Bronx, and I told Brandon like. Download Instagram today. It's about to be serious. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> was like, all right, you know. And, you know, I didn't really believe myself. But I had to say it. And at that time, it was more like personal stuff. So if you see like the beginning of my Instagram feed, it's like the train coming, me mm-hmm. going to an internship kind of thing, me going to museums, posting like four photos a day. Like, you know, I'm active. I'm Instagramming. And from there, like Instagram as a platform got a little bit more wider as far as like better apps, like uh, photography community. And that really pushed me along with one of my friends, Jack, who really was like doing incredible stuff off of his iPhone. And I thought that was very impressive. So from there, I just kept like shooting, 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 meeting new Instagrammers, like learning more about the Instagram community, going to photo walks. And doing all this stuff and it kind of what is what is a photo walk a photo walk is like a bunch of instagrammers they meet up a lot of people host them they meet up let's say central park and they'll just shoot they'll walk around central park and shoot exchange no like instagram that handles that crazy. i went once yeah you went once cool. i went to one what Take is it. a photo walk like what is that experience like well I was late that day, but <laughs> <laughs> so we were running. <laughs> I was late that day, but you know when I got there, I'm assuming it was that wasn't that wasn't Dodger's first photo walk, of course not. But that was my first photo walk. When I got there, you know it was just a bunch of people. I was like late, so then they were like already there, so I kind of 
thrown into the fire, me and everybody. <laughs> hey, I had to remember all these names. But they were all cool. They all turned out to be mad cool people. We like we walked what, maybe a mile or two. Mm-hmm. And then we took a couple we took shots and we went out to then we stopped at a restaurant. It was like a bar or a tavern restaurant. And we ate and we talked and it was cool. Sponge you beat it's better for like meeting people. Mm-hmm. You meet a lot of cool people. So like photography networking and then while you're networking just like quickly pulling it out and just like snapping and Yeah, it's like it's, it's like a hang It's like hanging out with your favorite photographers. Interesting. And then like is it like a do you need to be like at a certain level? Like do you need to be like a level five <laughs> photographer? Five thousand <laughs> followers. Yeah. Nah, you, you don't have to be. You know and it's funny because like with followers and all of that, I feel like when I tell people I have a certain following or they see it rather I get treated differently. Like, it's like, wait, you have this amount? Wow. It's like it's social currency and it's weird. It is, so I it never like is. to bring yeah. it up. Yeah. I just, Dontre Green. Wait, what's that like? No, tell me what that's like when you tell somebody that, oh, I have, uh, I'm, I'm in the K's. I'm in the K's <laughs> on Instagram. You in the I mean, it's, I don't know, because I feel like there's a lot of great photographers who don't have the following. Mm-hmm. So I never want to be jaded and be like, well, I have the K, like, this is it. Like, I know there's a lot more work and, like, I want to evolve more as a photographer. Um, but I don't know. I mean, as far as those experiences, I can't, like, pick one off my, my head. But I know mm-hmm. that I've just seen and experienced, like, the different treatment. It helps with, like, brands when they're, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're pitching to them or they are reaching out to you. It works in your favor. But it's a, it's a weird thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird thing. I mean, I can imagine. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here like not not in the cage, so like nobody really cares about the photo that I'm taking. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it has its benefits, trust me. What do you guys have? Less than you. <laughs> I want to hear. We're really going to do this right now. We're really going into this. I want to hear. What do you guys have? I think I just got into 600, and it was a very proud day. 600. I felt That's decent. 6H? 6H? Yeah. 6H? I'm pushing seven. I'm pushing about to. It's about to be 700. Man. 7H? Like pushing 700, right? I have like a thousand with like no follow back. That's one K. No, 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 no. He follows a thousand oh. people. Oh. Yeah, I did, I, did, <laughs> yeah. I did the friend my Facebook people. So like I have people who don't give a shit about me. This <laughs> <laughs> makes me sad. This makes me really sad, honestly. Okay. But yeah. he's he, to be fair, he's one of the. You're more of like a meme poster, and there's yeah. different people who post on Instagram. Like you have the meme, like you're like a more of a joke. Yeah, and meme. I get really upset when women take photos of pizza and get like three million likes. <laughs> and I take this time to like make this Blake Griffin meme or something, whatever it is, and it gets like ten likes. <laughs> but but I but I, but I did I reconciled with this with the fact that like it's totally contextual. You like, know what? Because I, I I use Instagram and social media as like as like an inspiring comedian or comedian that like, if it just hits, I know if it like 20 likes will tell me that that's a hit. You know what I mean? Whereas with someone else, like obviously, I don't know, like you, you might, your, your oh, number of success man. might be totally different. <laughs> don't let him live it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think with like Instagram is you put in the time. Then eventually people start like more and more gravitating toward what you post. Mm-hmm. I just think it's just you no know, keep posting what you want and attract yeah. the right people. It's like friends. You put out what you want and <laughs> yeah, you attract like friends, the right guys. type of people. Yeah. And you have, have more friends. Than you don't have 44,000 <laughs> friends. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah, this kind of sounds like a 
sad meeting of just <laughs> anonymous Instagrammers, Instagram anonymous. We're just like, oh man. <laughs> no, but it is interesting in that regard because kind of like people do gravitate gravitate towards certain people posting certain things, you know. So, for example, if I've kind of and you could you could tell you, you could tell people are subtly or unconsciously like pushing you in a certain direction. Like agreed. I know for a fact I could steal one of Dondre's pictures, put up a picture of a car like I took it, and no one's gonna really like that because they're not. I don't what you, care like, what, what are you doing. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what is they this? could though if you pushed it. I disagree. Like, you disagree? I do think there's an objective aesthetic that people do like yeah. yeah it might take you two photos so i, I it's a mix yeah. of what you said but i do think i like i didn't i've i've only i just met you we've, we've been like social media friends right and like <laughs> kind of real friends <laughs> i care for you guys <laughs> but <laughs> try to clean it up yeah, yeah I was like, we're pen pals <laughs> no nah, i think that uh people do i think people do like you said have an objective objective following like there is something they like to see i noticed that like more than like landscapes or objects people like to see other people like i'll get the most likes when i post pictures of myself yeah than i will if i post pictures of like a city or lights or anything like that. so that that speaks more to what you were saying yeah and like there are some people for example they're like bodybuilders on instagram they're like those people like fitness every day if they post a picture of some hip 70s car People like what do you what do you, I don't, I don't what do you, come I here didn't for come this. here I come for, here for yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, come yeah, here right, for right. <laughs> fashion there, pictures and things like that. Similarly, if Dondre starts posting his workouts, I don't know if he's gonna have the same <laughs> right. level. I'm not trying to become a sex <laughs> symbol. Can you try? Can you try? Not yet, at least. I you don't know. know. <laughs> Every day I'd be like, should I post this and change the game right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm gonna do it. But the funny thing is, I guess if I drew a diagram in my head, like a, a Venn diagram, like I do, I feel like I could point to what photos are the objectively good ones. And I feel like there's a place for me there, but I haven't figured out what exactly <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's superheroes in black and white <laughs> <laughs> photos with a, with a sepia. Is it sepia? Sepia. <laughs> Does anyone know how to say it? I've never. Sepia? A little bit fade, a little bit of fade, brighten yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, you know, change the shutter change speed. Contrast. Yeah. Turn that up a little bit. I'm just saying words that I usually see in my, like, oh, man. whatever that weird app is. No, but, um, so I was kind of curious about, like, what it's, I talked to you guys about this a little bit before, but, both of you guys are kind of like visual, more visual artists. And it's it's kind of unique because, you know, if you're like a model or you're a performance artist, like a poet or a musician, people get much more used to seeing you and your fashion and how you speak and, you know, your, your words and things like that. They identify a lot of the art with the individual. Whereas with visual art, kind of like you said, like you're trying to represent yourself without yourself being involved in it, you know? Uh, like either you're behind, you know, you're working on a movie and you're trying to like add your particular vision, you know, to an event or you're a photographer and you're saying like, I think I care about these things. I think these things look cool. I want other people to see them how I see them, you know? And I want to like, how do you, is, is it more difficult kind of building, building that brand? You know, like you said, like people don't really, people see Dondre walking down the street. They don't know, uh, they don't really know who you are until you show, but they might recognize a picture from the account, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and no similar you're sitting in the t- like you're sitting behind the chair working on the working on the camera and things like that we're about to you know have the this film drop next year pbs really know, like, if anyone's ever heard of pbs like pbs <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what is what is that like how's that different you feel like i mean i think it's uh it's it's keeping yourself humble it's mm-hmm. is this really is your work are you there for success or are you there for fame? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you don't do what you do to like for people to recognize you or for people to recognize you or to like, you know, promote yourself or like get yourself out there so people know who you are. You do what you you we make what we make just so that people can appreciate your work and they can understand what your uh what it is you're trying to but it is you were trying to, you know, accomplish without so much just seeing not. Yeah. Just less about yourself and more about what you're trying to get done. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's just keeping yourself out of it. It's just that's interesting. You made the distinction between success and fame. Like usually you hear like fame or money. And yeah. so I guess sometimes when you say that, like the success is implied. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I mean. Because, you know, success doesn't necessarily equate to uh, money. No, yeah. That made me feel so, better about my life. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, the funny... I've always, in my head, I've always said, like, would I... Pre- I don't know the exact amount, but, like, would it be... Would I prefer $10,000 or 10,000 followers? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know I've chosen... I think in my life I've chosen I want to have 10,000 followers. Like, that's... I think... I feel it, you, In dog. a weird way. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> He's laughing over there because he knows that was good. It's like I paid for all my followers. Yeah. It's a great buildup. Like, yeah. I, I like where it was going. It was good. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean to answer your question, I I do like when no one knows that it's me creating. Mm-hmm. I like the low key persona. I don't think I'd want to be like the face in front of it. So you won't see a lot of photos of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like the coolest celebrity. <laughs> I mean, that's, like, I think isn't that exactly what you want to hear from like any yeah, celebrity? Right. Like, you know, I like to just keep behind the scenes. You're like the Leo DiCaprio of. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to be Instagram. like, you know, oh, it's Dondre. Oh my god, like that's just kind of too much. I still want to take the train. I still want to do humble things and enjoy mm. it. You know. <laughs> What's that reaction? That was almost like a humble train. I still want to take the train down here. Take my train down here. This is why we brought both of you. Keep you guys honest. This is why we brought both of you. Yo, like that's like I told him. I told him when I first saw that he had the twenty thousand followers. Like back when I first noticed. I was like, yo, I'm like, I'm gonna keep talking shit, just because I don't want you to think that you're above me in any way. So I'm just gonna keep talking shit, like, and I'm just gonna make sure you feel like less of a person. Yeah, that's Man. so true. Dude. That's how you're supposed in to do. Minute, you're take a break from it. Real friends, real friends, real friends. <laughs> um, moving on, kind of, kind of along the same vein, though. You guys are both from the Bronx, um, and I know less about. Uh, whether or not the Bronx, uh, you know, fits into your work, but I know the Bronx fits a lot into like the Bronx narratives, and I think you did a photo piece uh, mm-hmm. displaying like pictures from around the Bronx, and yeah. Yeah. we're even like the newspaper for a couple of things related to the Bronx. So like, yeah, it it features heavily, you know, in your art. Um, yeah, 
I'm curious about like both both you guys because both you guys have lived there. What it is you want people to see more of in the Bronx, and why is it you know such such a central role like in your inspiration, like as a muse or whatever. Right. Don't look at him. <laughs> Don't look at him. Uh, I mean, the Bronx for me, I lived there my entire life. You know, I lived in the same house my entire life. And I've always felt that even when me and Brandon went to high school, like we'd always go to the city to do anything, to eat, do anything and everything. But we never looked at the Bronx as a place to hang out, a place to grab a bite or nothing like that. So... I wanted to change that stigma, and I, I questioned myself as to why I didn't see my home borough as this mm-hmm. place. Like, what's wrong with it? Why am I not exploring it? Because there are a lot of amenities there. So in 2014, summer 2014, when I lost my job, I had more free time to explore, and I did. I just kept going around the Bronx, like Googling things that I came across, parks, and I met two people in Brooklyn on two separate occasions, uh, Hoyt Smith and Dakota Letman, who are Shout now out. my BXN captains, Bronx Narrators captains. Oh, dope. And I talked to Dakota when I met her about Bronx Narrators, and I was saying, I feel like there's just like something happening in the Bronx, and I don't know why we can't see it the way we'd like to see it. And she agreed, and it was funny, we are taking an Uber back. This is like a non-humble moment, but it's a long story, right? <laughs> Taking the Uber back and the Uber driver just like, yeah, I agree. Like, you know, I'm from the Bronx. I, I hear where you guys are coming from. And from there, it was like, I had like this idea of Bronx narratives brewing, but like I needed like a few more things to click. And it did there. And like Dakota, she became like the logistics coordinator. And we just started like buzzing, like as far as like chemistry, we brought on Hoy, who's like the art director. So the trio of us, we just like created this project. And we exhibited it at the point in the Bronx in December of 2014. And it just went crazy from there. Wow. wow. That's the origin story you were looking for. Yeah, that's the <laughs> <origin>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no Batman, but uh, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> no, I just got 40K. <laughs> no, Brandon, speak on a little bit, too. Um, I mean, what? Being a filmmaker from the Bronx? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... The Bronx is a humbling. It was. It, I mean, I would. I never kind of. I was. Growing up, I was never like outside a lot. Like I was, I kind of like stayed home, watched a lot of television. Like father would come over, watch a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Just it's just kind of how it just kind of was. It kept me out of trouble, so I guess it was like kind of necessary. Not necessary. It was kind of a good thing, but like um, yeah, growing up, I just watched a lot of films and just stayed home and watched a lot of TV. Kind of kept me out of trouble. So growing up. Originally, I kind of when I went when I was graduating high school, I decided I kind of wanted to get into computer engineering, mm-hmm. and then I realized I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> and then I realized and like something happened. Based on a long story short, I ended, I decided to go into a entertainment technology, which is production, like lighting and sound and all that, and I decided to put my focus into film and camera work and film and. Uh, you no, know, I learned all the tricks of the trade, and I just finished school. And so, what I mean, I'm hoping to like New York City's like growing inside its uh, production field, just because it's cheaper than going to LA. So now that's why New York City's 
and it's making a lot of money. What's the program in New York that people use? Um, the made in New York. For? Made in New York. Made in New Great York. Program. Yeah, it's but, uh, tra- trains young people to be like production assistants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a. I was thinking about. I was. I was funny because I when I said it, I was thinking about joining. I was like, oh. me too. <laughs> I only got to the thinking stage. Yeah, me too. Me, that was like. Uh, I was like, just, made in New York. I'm from New York. I gotta do this. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. That's all right. But like, I guess going back to Bronx, it was just, it kind of, I would love to like get to a point where I can like bring what's outside of the Bronx into the Bronx in terms of like film. Like I can start get my get myself situated in like production, like in the city or whatever. And start bringing some stuff over, like maybe if I wanted to do a show, start bring a studio into the Bronx mm. or film a film a movie somewhere in the Bronx. It's a great. It, there's a lot of great places in the Bronx to film stuff, and mm-hmm. I think people just don't like see it because it's like, oh, they have this stigma of the Bronx. Like, oh, the Bronx is so this crazy place. You brought it up, and Dondre said the same thing. You know, we're talking about it, but what exactly is the stigma? Like, lay it on us. It's dirty. It's, you know, I I think the most popular and reasonable complaint is that it's too far for most people. Very reasonable. Who live in the (laughs) people are reasonable. Not for you, though. You live in Harlem. Yeah. But, (laughs) yeah, it's, uh, you're like north of the wall, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Wildlings over here. Sorry, that was rude. (laughs) No, but we do that commute for all of our Brooklyn friends, for all of our Manhattan. There we go. There it is. is Honestly, I think it's like, I love the Bronx. I think the Bronx builds character. I think if you go to like people from like Brooklyn, this is like, oh, we don't travel anywhere past 59th Street. It's just so like, which what? Brooklyn person were you huh? talking <laughs> as? Because they're two different Brooklyns, right? Huh? <laughs> they're two different Brooklyns. Um, but the question what do you mean is, it's two different Brooklyns? Oh, there's the Williamsburg Brooklyn. There's yeah. a gentrified Brooklyn and there's not. Now, I don't. I, all right. So I say this to someone who grew up in Manhattan my whole life and my experience with, and I went to private schools, my experience with the black kids who went there usually they were traveling. Like my experience, literally with these two boroughs, was that's where the kids go after school. They take long train rides both directions. So I'd always compare Brooklyn and the Bronx together. As I got older, I started going down the Brooklyn. Some of that is definitely in light of gentrification. Like there's, it's hard to deny that. Like that gave me a reason to kind of go out there because I had my white friends telling me like, "This is the spot to go to." Yeah. Uh, but that never happened for the Bronx. The Bronx, in a way, remained that "quote unquote" stigmatized. And I think I just think it's interesting that you, through your art and everything, you guys have brought light to it. And I think what you're talking talking about is so like it is palpable in the way that I think a lot of people, especially in Manhattan, who have the chance to go to both, don't always get their way to the Bronx. Yeah. And I, again, I'm just asking, like, so you, I don't know if your stigma kind of. Am, am, like I'm kind of the perpetrator of that. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, I think it, <laughs> it goes back to like when the Bronx was burning and that whole stigma of like the crack era and all that, that mm-hmm. it really changed people's imagery of the borough. You know, people kind of view it as the get down on Netflix. Right. Yeah. But I feel now it's a lot more progressive. Um, there's been a lot of changes. Some of it is gentrification. A lot of it is gentrification. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird beast, man. Yeah, it's it, a weird. Beast. It is. It it's is. um, it's definitely happening though. Like they um, they're renovating in my building, like the front, and like I'm noticing a lot less, like a lot more like multicultural, like people of different cultures starting to move in, trickle in. Like I think I saw yeah. like a white guy walk in like a couple of months ago. It was, 
And it was like 12 o'clock at night. I was like, um, <laughs> this is odd. <laughs> Got the wrong building, sir. <laughs> <laughs> sir, do you need help? Are you lost? <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind. But again, um, that's going to like if things like that happen, rent starts going, getting higher. I mean, it was inevitable just because we're on the edge of the Bronx and like we're going borderline Manhattan. We have two trains that will take you downtown. So like, it's like I honestly saw it coming, but it's hap- It's about to start happening, and now it's going to rent's going to start raising, and it's going to start forcing a lot of people out. And so, like, is that the same home that you grew up in? No. So, so like, sorry, just to clarify what I was saying because it totally sounded weird. But uh, like, I was I was trying to say that the Brooklyn and the Bronx were essentially the same terra incognita to me. Yeah. But until I stepped the foot in Brooklyn, which it's hard to say it's not in part to gentrification. Like I realized like, dang, why did I never go down to Brooklyn? But like what you're kind of saying is, is it really the same Brooklyn that I like? I don't, it, I'm interested. It's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me though. Yeah. I don't think it is the same Brooklyn. I think. And I would say that too, but I don't know where I'm going with this. I feel like Brooklyn's become like its own, like, currency like people in all different like places know brooklyn like yeah it's like times square now it's like the mecca how people view it you know i like that i think it's becoming times square is getting less i don't know i feel like times square is getting worse well, especially from new yorkers <laughs> yeah right, right. Like we were saying like when i used to ask my yeah, mom like you can we go to times like... square at the wrong yeah. time of night yeah it's true not true. nice You mentioned a little bit growing up, you kind of, you know, we're watching movies and TVs, you know, to stay out of trouble. I know you saw Star Wars. Of course. I know you saw Rogue One. Twice. I had to stop these two, speaking about Facebook friends, had to stop these two from coming to blows on Facebook (laughs) about what they thought about Rogue One, where it ranks among Star Wars films. So I want to hear about that. Great question. I want to really do this. Brandon versus. Where's it ranks? I All think, right. Where's you it right? That's, that's a good you? question. What? You, you did. You, you got a little too excited. <laughs> did I? I said to me it was. Ooh, I'll go back to the tape. Come on. <laughs> he can't go. Back I to think the Rogue One was probably my favorite Star Wars. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm point, like point that three. may be controversial, of course. But it, I'll 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 hear you on that based on like just the evolution of film. Like at a yeah. certain point, like, like 80s films just aren't. They're of good, course, but, you like, can't hold eh. it to that standard. I think story-wise, I just like story-wise. It was just. It's not Star Wars though. That and that's that's, like, that's not a criticism really, but it's it's so true. It's just not the same. It's not of the same series at all. No, I agree. I agree. It's not. It's not as. It's not very as linear to Star Wars to a typical Star Wars story. But that's kind of why I liked it. I think it went in a whole new direction. It was it was essentially. World War Two, Star Wars, like there were no Jedi, there were no, there were no like, well, no, no Jedi. Jedi. Like the story wasn't revolved around like Jedi, so there wasn't a lot of like that was nice lightsaber fights and all that. It was just this war, this battle going on, and then this one group of rebels and their attempt to like turn this tide around. I'll say this. this. Um, so I'm not the biggest Star Wars head. So I go to the movie to see people hit each other with 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 laser swords. And <laughs> but I hear Star Wars in the title. <laughs> I fell asleep in the, in the movie. Woke up, 
when I heard Darth Vader because like finally this is what Spoiler I came alert. for to see somebody <laughs> beat someone over the head <laughs> with a glowing ball of fire energy. That's what I want to do. And the more of those you have, the more I'm gonna like your movie. You don't have to complicate it. That's just it. it. Don't complicate it. The movie's not. Wait, Dante, did you see it? I didn't see it. Oh, he's oh, boo, not Andre, boo. No, he's not a Star Wars head. Yeah. Oh, boo. Oh, well, wait, why? Just never uh, got into it. You know, never got into it. In- I think to be fair, it's something you kind of grew up watching. Yeah. Somebody has to kind of bring you into it. Like it's that's true. true. Like my pops brought me in. Yeah. Like we can all be honest; yeah. these are all not good movies. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I mean, yeah, I thought it was just like I thought it was like a no like. A very new direction. Force Awakens was good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Force Awakens was really good. It's just, I just really liked Rogue One because Rogue One was a lot darker. It was a lot more adult undertone as opposed to Star Wars. Is like believe in yourself and <laughs> the Force to be with you. I'm kind of of the. I'm kind of realizing just now. Like, I don't know if I think Star Wars movies are like good. This, <laughs> this is what I'm realizing now because I'm thinking about like all the Star Wars movies I've seen. I'm I'm entertained. They're so I, iconic. I'm entertained. Iconic. I think good. Not it's mutes. It's not mutually exclusive to yeah, Star like, Wars. The universe is crazy, but like the movies, it's like I a think, work of art. It just is. I think it's just that uh, it came to it. I think um, Star Wars is like it can It was ahead of its. Time. It was ahead of its time. It was because all oh, the story that it tells mm. and the effects that it like it delivers. Don't quite don't quite match up. Like I feel like if it was started today, mm-hmm. it would be way better as opposed to the way it started like seven. Like if we just got a movie about Luke Skywalker, I think it would have been like insane. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just like you know we can't we have a standard of movies now because we have all these special effects and explosions and everything. Yeah. But back then they didn't really have that to have it to that level so therefore they couldn't they could they have to kind of focus on the story and a lot of talking and it's just not what people want to see now that's why i think it's just like you know i feel you empire strikes back is like like so i, I watched them multiple times like all six of them i do it like once every two months but um you <laughs> so you watch you watch new hope and like sorry it's good but some you know sometimes cheesy you watch episode uh episode five empire strikes back that's a really good movie that's just like a episode really five. good Action adventure movie. Like, I think I have to rewatch episode five. Was what? Um, Luke, I'm your father. Actually, doesn't even. That's say when that. he lost the hand and everything. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's the one he lost the hand. Um, what? Come on, man. <laughs> I didn't. I have to rewatch. I have to rewatch. Um, four, five, and six. I, have to, I haven't seen them in like a really long time. Yes, you do. No, it's worth it. Yeah, really good. Imagine. It's worth it. You say so, man. I don't know. Man, people are going to be so <laughs> upset about this. People are like, oh, they got gentrification wrong and they think Star Wars isn't good. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but what, what, what was your, what do you think your favorite movie? Because 2016 Rearview Mirror, favorite movie, Ooh. favorite album also. Favorite And favorite new favorite. TV show from 2016. And then I'm going to ask go? you your most anticipated for I all three I think I'm going to let those to take this first. Go ahead. Moonlight for favorite movie of the year. Great movie that's really? also the most him movie too. Like, there's no way he wouldn't like that movie <laughs> <laughs> well no just especially because it's moonlight it's just topic but then also the cinematography is the one of the yeah, reasons why everyone loves it and the storytelling the colors. is like yeah it's great album i have to choose two let me choose one you can't choose two yeah but I have to choose one, two <laughs> Forty-four thousand followers i think you can change rules around here 
Malibu by Anderson Pot. Yes, Solid. agreed. But my honorable mention would be Blonde by okay. Frank Ocean. You get honorable mentions too. This guy, this guy. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> favorite TV show. The rules Atlanta, easily. Fair enough. Fair Easy. enough. Easy. Yeah. Um, don't copy my answers. Don't get cute. <laughs> Films. Oh man, it's gonna be between. I feel like if I say Rogue One, I'm gonna. I'm going to say Rogue One, but since we're doing honorable mentions, because, you know, Dondre made the rule exactly. now. <laughs> oh, you can't do honorable mentions. No, no, no. 45,000 followers. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Um, you know, uh, Rogue One is probably my favorite. I think uh, honorable mention goes to Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is crazy. Solid. Yeah. Um, I think album. Do I want to say... See, the, I think it's going to be J. Cole's, I guess. I don't know. I think Gambino put out a good album. I think Kent Cuddy put out a good album. I don't think anybody put out an absolute, like, J. Cole game changer album. You like the J. Cole album? I think the J. Album J. of the year. I think the J. Cole Over album. Solange. I'm Over just I didn't really hear the Solange album, though. Wow. Yeah, they, there's a lot of missed films saying, and You have to remember that too. Chance came out yeah. in 2016, right? Yeah. Coloring wasn't, Book. It wasn't that good. Coloring I didn't think Coloring Book was that book good, was that good either. Ooh. Wow. Here's why. Wow. Here's oh, why. Okay. Here is. <laughs> I, chance. I, I like taking pictures of Chance. I like. I like Chance. I love Chance. Yeah. You know. I really wanted to love this album. However, uh, I don't know if Chance knew if he wanted to make a gospel album or a mainstream kind of gospel album, and that I feel like that conflict is all throughout the album. So you get like this blessings, and then it goes to like juke jam with. Justin Bieber. I don't well, know. It's I just kind of crazy. Feel like, do you feel like uh, albums have to keep a, the same theme throughout? Do you feel like they can't change it up? I, I mean, understand that being a criteria. They, they don't, but with Coloring Book, I feel like with the features, it felt kind of forced. Like Lil Wayne and 2 Chains on No Problems. And then, I don't know. Isn't that like. I'll say that's a fair criticism. I think he's from like the. I'm not going to say Kanye school because Kanye uses his features pretty efe- efficiently. But he's he's heavy with the features. Like he wants any, but especially because he's independent. Yeah, he's trying to show off. Like I don't need a label. Right, I could get Lil Wayne. Yeah, I could get Bieber. You know, yeah, I yeah. could pull J Electronica out out of a rabbit hole and get him on my, <laughs> right. on my song. Like, How is Electronica follow him? Crazy, huh? Yeah. How's J Electronica in the conversation with Bieber? J Electronica and really who good. else do you mention that for that Bieber and Two Chains and Lil Wayne? Bieber is good. Like, let's, yeah, but I'm still Bieber is good. Put some respect like, on no, that. No, no, you know what? I'm taking I'm respect changing, off J Electronica's name. Travis Scott, yeah. Birds in a Trap, Sam McKnight. It's really good. I feel like you just like wow. saying the title. It's really good. I do <laughs> like saying the title. Birds in the Trap, Sam McKnight. Nah, Travis Scott. Like, I've, like this year, I've become a, very, a Travis Scott fan, and, and I really like his music. I think his music is good, and I think the, um, you know. This is the reason I'm doing this right. point. So movies, movies and uh, TV show. Okay. So I did the movie. The movie was uh You said Star Wars, right? Yeah, Rogue One oh, with an honorable Strange. mention to Doctor Strange. TV show Westworld. Uh, it's between those two, I feel that. Over Atlanta? Ah oh, man. Black Atlanta was revoked. good. Don't get me wrong. Black card like, revoked. Like Black card. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that. Nah, way. don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm a huge Donald Glover fan. And like I'm a huge Donald Glover fan. Like But I ain't gonna say but, his album or his show. But his album like like um, he put out both. <laughs> he chose neither. Like Waking My Love was was good. 
but it wasn't like everything. It wasn't it wasn't amazing. Like me and your the night like me and your mama. Like I think that was a good song, but I just don't think the album was like delivered like incredibly. But I think that um, and Atlanta was very good. Atlanta was very good. I was like, as soon as I heard about it, I was like, I have to hear it because I'm a huge Glover fan. But mm-hmm. I just think Westworld was like is up my alley. It's West. It's science fiction. It's action. It's drama. It's perfect. I love it. And it had a huge, and it has like a huge like twist in the story, so it was good. Yeah, I understood like sixty three percent of it. Westworld. Yeah. Did you finish it? Yeah. You didn't understand. Oh, I, oh, I want to punch. <laughs> Let in the me face. tell you, <laughs> um, Evan. So your three. You're so nice. my three was okay. So I liked. I also remember just now that Luke Cage came out, but it was worse than Atlanta. But I also liked Luke Cage a lot. Um, so Atlanta. I'm going with Coloring Book. Like, you I like. Sure? I like J Cole's <laughs> album a lot. I thought the storytelling was ridiculously like well done. It, the songs weren't to me. They weren't. They were good. Not everything's gonna be game changing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not mad at that. Like, I'm not mad at that. I think he put out a good album. I thought the storytelling was good, but it doesn't really. It's like, I'm lying. It's like it's like my number two. I'll say J Cole's on my number two behind Chance, and then since we're doing. Honorable mentions. I'm talking. I'm probably throwing Rhapsody Crown in there. Like, it was a really good album. She sampled Bruno Mars. She sampled Salon. She sampled everybody. The Salon everybody song loves. sucks, huh? Salon song's just the same song. It's not no, really, it's not. It's different. No, it's like the same song. You're the just, Bruno Mars. The Bruno Mars is a well-produced song. That's much different. Like, I'd rather just listen to Salon song. But the Bruno Mars is actually like a rap song. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. I disagree with you 100%. Yeah, and <laughs> she had Anderson Pac on the album. I thought it was a really good album. Honorable mention there. I, I have to, the J. Cole, because you did bring it up. I feel <laughs> the problem with J. Cole is that he's a great artist, but uh-huh. he's never, to me, lived up to his true potential. He's a lot smarter than he actually raps. And like musically, there's like Folding Clothes is a great song. Um, I, th- I think not. Uh, Hip Hop DX said he was Nas without the Illmatic. Yeah, I th- I think so. I feel like he'll never. People are really trying to make the Forest Hills the Illmatic, though, right? But it's not. The, Forest Hills old, is good. I it's think good. it's better than this album. Nah, though. It's I don't know. I feel like you don't feel like it's um, it's all in retrospect. Like, do you think people when they first got Illmatic, they were like, this album is going to yes, be like the absolutely. greatest album of all time? No, they weren't. Really? They weren't. I no. feel like in time, over time, time, people yeah. just look at it, look yeah. back, and like, yo, you know, that album was a classic. Yeah. I think I think J. Cole would get that. I think with J. Cole, I think, you know, I think I get what Dodger's like driving at is that, like, you know, he's not, like, he's smarter than, like, the way he raps, or, like, he can say, like, a lot smarter stuff. But I think what he's trying to do is, which is why I think he has such a huge following, why people, like, love him so much, is because he, he can, he, he bridges the gap between, like, the intellectual and the, um, mm-hmm. And like the hood, the hood people like the hood True. stuff. Like he can he say does. the hood stuff, and people are like you're right. But he was like, yeah, but you should listen to this because this is also true. And then people are like you're also right. Like I just think that he bridges the gap between the intellectual and he, and that's exactly what people need. People need things that bring it, that bring that translate yeah. well. And I will say also that like one of the things that I always hold against him is that when I listen to his album, it's never he never really pushes the sound in any type of way. Yeah. He already he always has like two or about about two songs that are like I don't want to say recycled beats, but he changes it up a little bit from previous songs. Like nothing he had, crazy in the production. He had that Bryson Tiller beat on the album. Um, 
I think he had a Joey Badass beat for one of his singles too. And and it's cool. And I, I'm one of those people that wants to see that. Like he called me out for saying it's Jay Electronica. Like I like when Jay Electronica does his weird stuff with his music. You know, I want to see somebody do come, how often you know, something different, you know. But <laughs> but I, I I was talking to Fred, uh, one of our friends, Fred, biggest J. Cole fan I met in my life. And he was saying like J. Cole represents rap, you know? And when you think about it, there's nothing wrong with that. Like when you listen to J. Cole, that's 2016 rap. Like that's mm. a time capsule of the genre at that point in time. Do you think so? Not really. I don't think he, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. To represent 2016 rap. Yeah, wait. Because then you have How's stuff like, like Future and Loro Yachty and Lil Boozy. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's like a lot of stuff that like, I feel like we're gravitating more towards like the, um. Mumbo M- rap, mumble rap? the mumble rap, and Jayco doesn't really. Is Future a rapper or is he a singer? Do we is there that have we come to that conclusion? I don't. <laughs> I always thought him as a singer. Like I don't. I don't know. I think that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's a rapper. I guess. No. I don't or know. Is he a rapper? He, he or a definitely. Turn but he fits like that mumble rap. People are gonna yeah. put Future in that mumble rap category. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, because like Jayco always does that thing where we kind of like. Bring, his album always like brings people back. Like I remember he released one of his projects. And he was talking about everybody rapping over techno beats. This is me, you know, standard sample. This is what hip hop is, you know. People. So there's always those like kind of like trends, you know, that you know get popular at a, a certain time. I don't know if rap is going to go the direction of mumble rap. They could definitely do that. But I think when you're talking about like just hip hop, just like pure rapping yeah. over a beat. Nothing special, no fancy bridges, just verse hook, verse hook. That's what he gives you, and he gives you great storytelling on top of that, which I think is fair. Yeah, he's a good, yeah. he's a good person. I think that's. <laughs> that's the I like to hang out with him. He's a good person. Yeah. I admire his trying. <laughs> oh man, and then what was the? So we talked about the music, I movie. Think I said, you're bat. You're on. You're about to bat a thousand. I'm on my movie. Uh, if you what, get this one right, huh? Go I want to go with a different. I like Moonlight a lot. Um, did Civil War come out this year? Yeah, that's yeah, I it. it. I think you named all. I was three. thinking Civil War too. But yeah, you know, Doctor Strange. It's it's a terrible idea to go with like Civil War over Moonlight, but like, why is it terrible? <laughs> it's so, I thought, well, because why is it terrible? Was like new for like representation of yeah. different identities and exploring. Are we talking about best like the intersection? I, best movie but like a most enjoyable movie i mean like yeah like what's like, how, what's, what's, what's the judge like is it more entertainable to you i mean like, or is not gonna win an Osc- better, uh, uh, grammy or oscar yeah but black people oscar. aren't gonna win an oscar either <laughs> so like why is it a lot of people don't win oscars oh uh, what if i just said birth of a nation no i'm gonna go with civil war that was a freaking crazy civil war was good just because of black panther t'challa was amazing. yeah i feel like so you Ch- probably named all three of the i feel like this ones i feel like you know T'Challa is like a representation of black people should be. Like, I feel like as black people, we should be at like Wakanda level. Like, yeah, right. We should be. <laughs> just have, like, we don't like, we should just be like, <laughs> like, we should just be in our old country just chilling back. Yeah. Just, no like, cure to every single disease with like <laughs> bulletproof suits just walking right. through. <laughs> just like Rick James kick somebody every once in a while <laughs> just through doors. Oh, man. The movie's crazy. Yeah, I'm going to give, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. What, what's yours? You didn't do yours. Um... Album, I'd probably agree. Malibu. Um, and then what TV show? I feel like TV show is a toughie. I didn't really like anything that much. I mean, I like Atlanta, but I'm not like a th- half hour guy. I just never been. I'm always like, yeah. Um, you were watching Game of Thrones the other day. You like? Is that 
this year? Oh yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. Could you count <laughs> that as this year? Yeah, when did, I think when it, did it end? Think it, yeah, it came out in the summer. Okay. Or it comes out oh, like the yeah, last out this time last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, so definitely Game of Thrones. I think uh, that was a good grab. Game of Thrones and then movie probably Civil War. It's Civil War, Moonlight, but Civil War. I really got to see Moonlight. I haven't seen. I just, I'm a blockbuster Come guy. On, I just always I haven't been. seen Come on, I'm slacking. <laughs> I'm slacking. You know what's so funny? I saw the trailer and I was just like, I got to see that movie. I just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> and this last thing before we wrap, how are you feeling about the Knicks, man? Wow, I've been waiting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another hour. The Knicks, man. Let so, me add real quick, as we're speaking, they're up by nine points in the third quarter uh, against the Bucks. So hopefully know. we end you that never, losing streak. Never know with that team, right? <laughs> I've been a Knicks fan for now just about 10 years. Okay. Since 2006, 2007, Eddie cold. Curry, Jamal Crawford. And I remember, like, getting clowned every day when they lost <laughs> at the lunch table. Every day I was getting clowned. So I stuck with the team. I love the team as, a, you know, their characters, the players, the controversy, like New York, basketball, the Knicks. Ten years later, <laughs> we're still in, in a similar rut. We've had stretches where it looks really good, like when Jason Kidd was on our team and we had Kenny Martin. Oh, man. I think, what year was that? 2012, 2013. Yeah. yeah. So good. And I was like, we might win the chip. And then Jason Kidd gets hurt, and then everyone gets hurt. You know, you know that stretch. Jason Kidd didn't make a shot for like about half a month. Really, like from the end of the season through the whole playoffs, he missed every shot he took, which is why he retired. Like he I think made I remember that. every and it was like to the point where like he was missing like layups. He's like, this, this is it. I gotta go crash the nets. Like, but he made the team so much better. He did. It's crazy. He did. Like he, it was mostly assists. Like he wasn't a scorer, but. The team, like his leadership and all of that, mm -hmm. I think we kind of miss his qualities, his qualities of him. But right now, I don't know what's going on with the Knicks. <laughs> I, I thought on the offseason we had some good uh, pickups like Joe Kim Noah and Derrick Rose, mm -hmm. but I don't know if we'll even make the playoffs, to be honest. <sighs> I'm still, I'm one of those people like, I still think so. Like, when they were the third seed and they were beating everybody, I'm like, this is a low-seed playoff team. And now that they're on a five-game losing streak, I'm saying this is a low-seed playoff team. Like, there were, you know, hills and valleys. And I think right now they're dealing with that stretch where other teams kind of figure you out. They know right. how to defend your guys. Right. So it's on them to, like, kind of react. Um, winning by 12 right now. So, like, I'm, ho I'm hopeful. So what do you think the problem is? The reason that they have like been in the same spot because and that, it's a good question because I, I start to really think about this it's bigger <laughs> than defense the problem with the knicks is that they don't develop their uh talent they don't develop their rookies and their draft picks they're quick to sell them off for uh big ticket names such as carmel anthony derrick rose to fill tickets seats mm -hmm. of Madison square garden if they develop their talent, Danilo Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, Iman Shumpert, Nate Robinson, David Lee, we would have had, or we probably would have a good team. No, think, right think now. about it though. Think about that for a second. We've had now. this argument. L so listen many times. to that. Listen to those players that you just named. Right. Put them on a team. Who are they beating? 
Look, <laughs> Who look, is Nate Robinson, Amon Shumpert, Wilson Chandler? Look at the Nuggets, though. Like, they're doing really good, right? They're are doing they, better are than they the out Knicks. Of the playoffs no, also. The, no, they're actually like two games out. They're actually out of I the playoffs. Check, but they're in the they're Western actually Conference, good. though. The Western Conference, I think, the is not better. has yeah. a lower. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're under 500. But it's only the AC. It's like Rams, like a six game difference. Yeah. The, the West the is like very top heavy, and then it's like bad ish. The, the East is like. Cavs mediocrity <laughs> for the right. rest of everybody else. True. <laughs> so I, f- I feel you though. I think you're right. And I, I was going to say to what he said, I think it's low key the fans. The yeah, fans we are rush. the worst thing. Yeah, we rush everything. Yeah. Like, because we love basketball. Th- fans in New York love basketball so much. <laughs> they don't necessarily love the Knicks so much. Like, we'll go so to Knicks true. games and now Nets games just because they're there. And that the Knicks games have been there for a while, so you'll fall in love with them eventually. More Laker fans sometimes. Back in the day. No, yeah. Like, like people that's how much love, we love basketball. basketball right. You yeah. know? And you'll hear it in Madison Square Garden. People will boo, you know, because they, they, they want to see good basketball. You know, they're not going to support you. If you start playing bad basketball, it doesn't matter if you've been on the Knicks for your whole life. You were born in that jersey. And you're, yeah. If you're playing bad basketball, you're going to get torn to shreds True. in New York. True. You know? Like True. people, it's like very love or hate, you know. Right. And right now, a lot of people hate Carmelo Anthony because he's not passing the ball, but he is the best scorer on the team. But that's what like, I mean. Like you have a guy who came here when, like, I don't want to say when nobody else was coming because Omari came before him, but he came, he stuck it out. Yeah, you know, he was with there. He was here for the tank. You know, when they were losing games, he was here when we were won our first playoff series in a decade. And now he's 32, struggling a little bit, and people hate him. You know, people hate him. I don't like him. It's because <laughs> is he making the team better? Is he is he really being a leader? And I feel like we saw him in the Olympics, and he's like, wow, that's the mail we're going to get. And mm-hmm. then we don't quite get that. But it's not primarily his fault. I I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, there are a lot of issues with the team, and Melo is a part of a lot of the issues with the team. Yeah. But you have the kind of people that, and that's just nature of fanhood. You know, yeah. you're gonna you're you're gonna blame one thing. You know, last year it was Derek Fisher. When they yeah. fired Derek Fisher, it was Phil Jackson the triangle. They stopped running the triangle by and large, and now it's, yo, Carmelo Anthony's bum. Carmelo Anthony doesn't do this. Carmelo Anthony doesn't do that. Like, right? It it is always just pointing your fingers at someone. Yeah. So. And- I don't know. I'm hopeful, man. We'll see. We should go to a game one of these days. Yeah, me and Brandon just went to the Pacers game. Those great win. Great win. Yeah. Great win. Very good game. Carmelo had 31. Yeah. Toasting was, Paul George. For Singus was doing amazing. And it's funny because the last time I went was game two of the playoffs. That's crazy. Versus the Pacers. Yeah. When Iman Shumpert did the putback dunk. Oh, you were there Garden, for that? Yeah. The Garden wow. went crazy. You were oh, giving I can't high five. It was like a movie. It was crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. and they wanted that like crazy run too. Like it was like thirty-five in the fourth quarter. Where, like yeah. Pacers just didn't score. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, the last game I went to was um, when they got into a fight with the Nuggets. And Carmelo was on the Nuggets. <laughs> well, Carmelo threw like the <laughs> loudest punch yeah. the past like fifteen years. <laughs> oh, that, was awesome. that was the last brawl in the NBA. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Sad, right? That was like a really big brawl. Though. Yeah. I think outside <laughs> like of what, the Pistons something. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. What was it? P- Pacers Pistons? Yeah. Madison yeah, Pistons. Yeah. Man. Renate Robinson, like, 
suplex J.R. Smith into the stands is it was impressive. Su- yeah, and Mellow's Wait. like, you know, fake punch there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I think that's like the the list of everything that's on everybody's mind. Not um, my mind. You said what? I don't. I don't like the Knicks. Well, you sit there. I'm you know, sit there. I know. I'm sitting there. <laughs> One more thing, though. How do you feel about Phil Jackson? I like Phil Jackson. I like Phil Jackson. I think this is what I think. I think Phil Jackson is really good at. He's really good at basketball. He knows it. You know, he knows like as a science. I think he's a asshole. I think just like he's just like in terms of like person to person, how he treats uh, players. I think he thinks he's better than them and smarter than them and you can kind of see that and how he talks about them right so i don't like him in that regard but in terms of like moves and assembling a team let's not forget like what two what 2014 we just missed the playoffs our team was capped out like we were spending every cent of money (laughs) that you could possibly spend on basketball players to be missing the playoffs with andrea bargnani he came in re-signed carmelo Got us Derek. We like just think about that. We went from Raymond Felton to Derek Rose. You know, we went from who's the who's the powerful we went from Andrea Bargnani to Chris Tapps Porzingis. Yeah. And Tyson Chandler to Joe Kim Noah, you could like 32 year old Joe Kim Noah kind of like uh falling off. But I think he's done, you know, adding some draft now. picks. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He's doing what you could have done with that in that situation. And we have all of our draft picks exactly. for the future. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think he's doing all right. It's it's tough, but I think he's doing all right. Yeah, Definitely I mean, I like mistakes. him. Yeah. I like him. Okay, I read good. his book and everything. I like. You read him. the book? Yeah, it's like it's very zen. Like once you read it, you start to understand him. So I don't think he's an asshole. I think he's doing it for a purpose. Motivator. You think so? Yeah. But what do you call somebody who like motivates you by being terrible to you? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it pushes you. So if he's telling Melo, he did that to Melo, right? He's like, yeah. Melo doesn't pass the ball sometimes. The next game, Melo scores like he's a fantastic game. So it <laughs> he, works. He, just, he tells Melo doesn't pass. Melo scores thirty five <laughs> points. <laughs> oh, I'm really not going to pass this time. <laughs> <laughs> but it can, it can work. It can definitely. work. It definitely does work. So. Oh, I mean, I know we're about to end, but uh, does anybody have any thoughts on the Ronda Rousey loss? Career's over. You think her career's over? They're talking about like her acting career's over now, too. Oh, bro, the whole, like, so t- aura I feel so bad. Because, like, I mean, she was already suicidal bad. even when oh, she lost right. her first one. That is true. And to <sighs> lose like that, to come back, take, take a year off. And then to come back to a fight and lose 45 and play, and not seconds play the person into lost the fight. Hey, hey like, 48, I think. <laughs> My fault. Come on. But, yeah, like, I can imagine where her head is at right now. And But people say at that she was, that that she's like, she talks a lot of shit, so I don't know. She does. I think, Loki also, as a fighter, to get into a ring against another prime human being who looks like they could be a super <laughs> soldier, and to think that you have a chance of defeating them, you have to, like, Talk some type of something it's to get yeah, you in that mindset. True. <laughs> like, I mean, just looking at the, I mean, when I first saw the uh, the face shots of both of them next, like ugh. face to face, like, I thought she was fighting a dude. I was like, that's illegal now? <laughs> I didn't uh, know they could do that. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, no, but, no, she got uh, just pummeled. Like, it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even a thing. The like, footwork it, went out the window. She everything. just stopped. She was, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, it's entertaining, but you just feel you just feel for that person. You're like, damn, like, 
Yeah. In front of millions, millions. Like, that's like the biggest, like, it's literally the, what, that was like the last weekend of 2016, and you took the yeah. biggest L, like. Of your career. Of your, yeah, like, I feel like that's like your life, like, biggest millions of, of people, you took a foot in 48 um, seconds. Mariah Carey won. came close. Ooh, that's to true. taking it back. She, no, she, like, right when the ball no, was no, dropping. No, no, no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the ball was dropping, like, hold on. Let me see if I can one up you real quick. Oh, no. Um, one last thing. What's your New Year's resolution? <laughs> New Year's resolution <laughs> to get forty-four thousand followers. Wow, oh, New Year's resolution. Oh, man. Some of us ahead of us. Day four, than right? Some of day us four more of the year. <laughs> Some of us you know, more ahead than the others, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, you know what I was saying. I was saying, kind of like to that point. Read New Year's resolutions, things you want to do this year. You see, the Forbes thirty for thirty come, came out. Yeah. yeah, thirty for thirty came. I was like, damn. I need to be doing something. Like these kids, this is like 24, 25, 26, right in the age range. Right. Doing crazy things. And I'm and I'm just sitting here not like on the this uh list. the girl that does the uh oh he has money. She does the she Quincy does those B. videos. Quincy she was B. on there and yeah, she, she was she's what working on some production. Yeah. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. Uh so Shout out something to, her. to put me in that general direction. That's fair. I was gonna say like more writing, more publications, putting out more podcasts. You know, working with good people like you guys. Okay. Uh, some more of that. Yeah. Uh, ask me next podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, some of that. More, more podcasts. Just uh, I don't know. I'm, I I have no idea. Wow. <laughs> I believe you. It's all over your face. Right? Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't thought about it. I've okay. kind of been like, That's well, I don't think... until it's like January 7th, I feel like I have, I have time to decide. And it's like a this. deadline, right? Exactly. Okay. How about you? Uh, me? I was talking about this earlier. Um, I think I was trying to, uh, I think my goal going to 2017 is to uh, do more with less. Like I spent a lot of uh, 2016. Ooh, yes. I spent a lot of 2016 working and trying to make money. And I feel like I kind of wasted... I feel like not that, not necessarily wasted, but I feel like I spent so much time working, I didn't really enjoy my time. So I want to like be able to enjoy my time and not so much focus on money. Just do more with less, you know. I like that. What about you, Mister Green? Oh man, I just asked you asked the question. question. You, asked yeah, the question. you better have an answer. You, I'm not prepared for your own <laughs> question, man. Um, I think for me, I like to. Well, last year I did honesty 2016. So it was being super honest in every moment, which was interesting and fun just to see people's reactions and, um, you know, push it a little bit. This year, um, man, I think I'd like to travel more this year, mm. but that's kind of like a vague, like weird answer, right? Yeah, you didn't really put yourself out there. You just kind of was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going like, to spend. Who doesn't want to travel? travel. <laughs> What's the deadline you said for January seventh? I don't know what that particularly January is. January seventh. At least 7th. I got a weekend. <laughs> right. Be more honest. Twenty seventeen. I'm gonna hold you to that. Keep it going. I'm gonna hold you to that. Keep it pushing. <laughs> it's working. It's working out so far. Um, I, I mean, I really think like valuing friendships and like holding my friends accountable and all that stuff. I think more so friendship wise. Keeping yeah. a little more tight. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Also, before we close, actually, since we keep doing this, one more thing. I want both of you guys to give 
some unsolicited advice to visual artists, you know, how to, you know, how they can find their identities, how they can work to pursuing projects that are meaningful to them. Uh, what what you'd say to building your brand in that regard? Um, I think this is something that like I I needed to learn, and I'm probably still trying to learn. Is that um everybody kind of has a different path in doing things? Like just because you see like a lot of people doing it one way, or a lot of people doing it another way doesn't mean that you have to do it that way you can have your own path and still get out what you need still get out what you need to like um yeah like just you know not everybody has everybody just has different paths and you just stick to your own path and just like if you have some way if you find some way to do something just do it however you feel like you can do it and you'll get there. Top, top, focus on your plate and not what's on everybody else's plate. And that's something I kind of had to like teach myself. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, your advice for uh, you know visual artists, uh, whether they be photographers, uh, cinematographers, uh, you know, how they could you know find themselves in their art, improve their art, and you know build their brand in that regard. Thoughtful pause. Yeah, thoughtful <laughs> pause is the real one. <laughs> I mean, I feel. I think every day you should be working on something, and taking the strides to get to where your path is. So, like, interning, research, doing that kind of stuff, but also spending time each day working on something, like making a project, even if you're not going to present it to anyone, just to show it for yourself and like get used to like creating things and having fun with it I feel like over time you can learn to show it to people and get feedback and use that feedback in order to grow I think that's like a place to start and also I would say come to my Bronx Narrative show on <laughs> January 28th at the oh, Gun Hill Tavern <laughs> uh, from 4 to 7pm where I'll have a physical magazine that I've been working on all year oh yes dope oh yes yeah. It's like those today. Frank Ocean Saturday. blog magazines. <laughs> <laughs> I did get that, by the way. I didn't. Yeah, I, dang. I want that. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, all right, guys. Thanks for coming through. I uh, hope you had fun. It was really informative. Uh, good to hear from both of you. You know, hope to have you guys again at some point. Um, and go to the Bronx. Yeah, right? the Bronx. Oh, damn. Bronxnarrative.com. Bronxnarrative. Check it out. <laughs> it's a wrap. This was fun. Peace. Good.